doing this? They said when you got here, the whole thing started. I think you're the cause of all this. I think you're evil. Eva! They're coming to get you, Barbara. Monsters, John. Monsters from the it. I'll blow you through. I'll blow you through. I'll blow you through. Swallow this. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. Have you ever heard of Candyman? You the cemetery, but you left the body. She rubs the lotion on its skin or else gets the hose again. You don't know what death is. This thing doesn't want to show itself. It wants to hide inside an imitation. Messenger of God. You do not just stay here. God is dead! Again, to Dark Discussions, your place for discussion of horror, film, fiction, and all this fantastic. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how's it going? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how's it going? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? I'm good. Excellent. All right. So for folks who are new to the podcast, you've joined the Dark Discussions podcast, which is part of the Dark Discussions News Network. We've been around for over 11 years, close close to 12. And what are we? We're basically a group of podcasts uh, that uh, are released all the time. Uh, This one's released weekly. Uh, We are over 550 episodes so far in that period of time. And we have our email called www. Well, actually, that's the website, www.darkdiscussions.com. And you can email us two ways. You can email us by just going to that website and pressing contact us uh, on any menu on any page of the website. And that's pretty much every page. And it'll open up a email box. Or you could email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Either way you, you do email us, please write in the comment, uh, or I should say the subject, 
something like email for dark discussions. Uh, so we know that it's not only an email for dark discussions podcast rather than one of the other podcasts, but that it's directly an email to us because we do get a bunch of uh, regular emails as well that just pop up when people uh, comment on uh, stuff on, on the website. Uh, so always put an email to dark discussions and then we'll know it's exactly a real email um, and not just an alert. Um, also, uh, we do have, um, oh, and we'll read your email on the podcast. Uh, and Eric, what else do people find on darkdiscussions.com, the website? Well, they can find a link to our Patreon account. Patreon is the service that allows you to financially contribute to online artists like us. Producing this show is not free. Uh, we have to pay for things like uh, web servers and uh, domain hosting and uh, computer equipment and movie rentals and so on and so forth. So if you'd like to help offset the cost of producing this show, Patreon is how you can do that. You can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions or click on the Patreon badge displayed on any page of darkdiscussions.com. For every $5 a month that you contribute, you'll have the opportunity to pick a topic for us to do a show on. We take all the submissions from our patrons and draw one at random each quarter. So uh, any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. Thank you. And uh, today is October 13th, 2022. Uh, We're giving the date because some of our listeners like Pam are always curious when we record our episodes, because sometimes these episodes are not released uh, immediately after uh, we record numerous episodes and we always keep a few in the can uh, or the queue, if you prefer. And uh, sometimes uh, an older episode will pop up while a newer episode, like one that is recorded say today, that won't show up for two or three weeks later or, or whatever. Uh, so that is when we are recording it, October 13th, 2022. Uh, oh, and for who we are, for folks who are new, uh, we are a podcast that talks about horror films and various other genres. So horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, arthouse, midnight movies, cult films, foreign films, arthouse films, foreign language films, drive-in movies, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. But uh, we basically try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, but yeah, technically we have not done Pawn. We may have done an art house film that may have featured things that could be considered that, but uh, we have not. Even though some of these new, uh, or not all new, but some of these uh, boutique Blu-ray labels such as Vinegar Syndrome and Synapse and whatnot, they kind of release uh, adult films from the 70s remastered so you can see it perfectly. Uh, but, yeah, we, we usually do not review those films. Um, Eric, should I, should, I tell, should I tell Phil about the, the She-Hulk porn? <laughs> no. No, don't do it. Yeah, I, actually, I, I do know about that. I, I think, it, uh, but um, I've, I've heard about it. Well, it's old. It's it's like, and it was by I think China. Phil uh, May on a continuous loop in another window. No, 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 no. I, I don't need any of the freaky stuff, dude. I'm I'm just good with a hot naked chick. <laughs> all right, so That's seven foot tall and green. Nope, just a hot naked chick, dude. That's all that matters. That's all. Yeah, the, the bigger the breast, the better. All right, so let's get into uh, tonight's topic here. So uh, tonight's topic, Eric, why don't you let everybody know what we're going to talk about tonight? Tonight, we're going to be talking about a movie currently in theaters that has dominated the box office for two weeks in a row. 
Tonight we're talking about Smile. What is it you like to talk about? My patient. Hi. I know you're nervous. I just want to have a chat. I'm seeing something no one else can see except for me. It's smiling at me. Yesterday, a patient in your care died brutally in front of you. I need to find an explanation for what happened. It's smiling at me. It's smiling at me. Cases involving 19 victims with a direct line linking them all together. You said only 19. Why is it that everybody else who's seen it is dead in your life? I've seen it too. You? Get her away from me! How long between each victim's death? None of them survived longer than a week. No! Today is my fourth day. I am not gonna keep running. I have to face it. How does it make you feel? I'm just really scared that something bad is going to happen. Uh, that's right. Smile is a 2022 film. Uh, I haven't followed the box office, but Eric told us all about it, that it's uh, a big one. So uh, it's directed first-time director, or at least first-time director of a major motion picture, uh, Parker Finn. He also wrote it. It's based off a story called Lara Hasn't Slept, also written by Parker Finn. Uh, the film stars uh, Sosi Bacon, Jesse T. Usher, Kyle Gallner, Caitlin Stacy, Cal Penn, Rob Morgan. They may not all star in it, but at least they're all featured in it. Uh, the film was released in the United States on September 30th, 2022, everywhere. Uh, theaters are. Uh, the film has grossed uh, $104 million box office. I don't know if that's worldwide, but that's still pretty impressive for a film that only costs $17 million to uh, make uh, the film is getting uh, very good reviews from critics, uh, if that matters to anybody. Uh, but um, when when critics usually like a horror film, that's usually a good thing. But again, critics are critics, and a lot of them are crapola. Um, the film has at least 162 aggravated reviews for, on uh, the major uh, aggravation aggravated review sites. Aggregated. 
Aggregated, yeah. Aggravated, <laughs> aggregated. Uh, you know what? The, the reviewers make me aggravated, so I, I, that, that's a fine term. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, though, believe it or not, the RogerEbert.com website only gave it 2.5 out of 4 stars, which is kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. They said, they said it was 11-minute short that was made into a two-hour movie. Interesting. Um, all right. And uh, we can get into our thoughts of the, of the film and how we heard about this film. Uh, so I will uh, start. Um, honestly, I, I don't. I didn't even know anything about the film. I, I remember hearing the word "smile" earlier in this year when Mike was mentioning films, uh, a list of a bunch of films that were coming out, um, and that was one of the titles that I think you named, Mike. Um, I went in, or I thought I went in, completely blind uh, because I didn't read uh, the synopsis. I didn't see. A trailer. I didn't do anything. Uh, but then, when there was a specific scene in the movie that happened, it was a trailer that we saw in front of bodies, bodies, bodies in the New London, Connecticut area um, when we did the Mystic meetup. Uh, it's like, oh, okay, okay, that's okay. So I, I did see the trailer, but I had completely forgotten. Um, so, uh, what did I think of this film? Well. Um, it's definitely a ripoff of It Follows in the Ring. And then when I looked on Wiki, uh, it actually said that. I was like, oh, people are thinking, you know, jinx. Um, but uh, I thought it was a really good film. It was a fantastic film. Uh, I enjoyed it uh, tremendously. Um, it's uh, uh, When I left the film, uh, I thought it was possibly the best film of the year. But uh, now a week later or so, um, it definitely won't be the best film of the year. But it'll be most likely a top 10 film. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. It's, it's definitely worth seeing. Uh, if you like horror films, um, it's definitely a film that, um, will pop up on a lot of end of the year list, I think. And it's a high recommend from me and it ended correctly. Thank God. It <laughs> ended correctly, Cause that's how it should have ended. Yep. It was good. Um, all right. So let's go to New York. Um, this movie's been heavily marketed. Um, probably my, uh, my favorite bit of marketing around this movie is that uh, apparently they planted people in the crowds at, uh, major league baseball games, uh, wearing shirts that said smile and just standing there smiling cryptically until the camera focused it on them. <laughs> so oh, thank God. I thought it was going to die in a couple of days. so that was kind of fun um i i didn't know much about this going into the movie uh it was there was a trailer for it uh when we went to see bodies 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 but i closed my eyes so i didn't have any visual clues as to uh what was going to happen so that was cool well the the title should have given you one well i knew somebody was going to smile yes you're correct um (laughs) anyway um so I think I'm going to be actually a little more down on this movie than a lot of uh, a lot of podcasters, because uh, most people have been giving this rave reviews. I liked it just fine, but I also had a couple of issues with it. Uh, one being uh, it was very much reliant on jump scares. Um, in my opinion, in my opinion, there were too many of them. Uh, one in particular was really irritated. And I was just like, now why did you do that? Uh, <laughs> so uh, I didn't like that. 
And I also thought the the husband character was a little like the thought occurred to me more than once during the movie. Why did these two get married? Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't. It just didn't Question seem, yourself. <laughs> didn't seem like there was much chemistry there. Um, they didn't. But, they were engaged. But yeah, there were some engaged. very good things about this movie. Uh, the main thing being uh, Sosie Bacon's performance. She is fantastic in this movie. I loved her, loved her, loved her. Uh, and for those who don't know, she is uh, the daughter of Kevin Bacon. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, bringing it back to the horror genre. Uh, I also uh, really appreciated the sound design uh, of this movie. Um, I thought the sound design and the score was, was really good. Um, And I agree with Phil that the ending was correct. However, uh, some of the stuff right before the ending was a little weird to me. I didn't think it was necessary to, go all the way where they went. We'll get into it after spoilers. But anyway, so I mostly like this movie, except for a bunch of annoying jump scares uh, and a husband that really didn't make sense to me. But I liked it more than I didn't like it. All right. Sounds good. And uh, yeah, thanks for that trivia that she's the daughter of Kevin Bacon and Kyra Sedgwick. Mm-hmm. One of the longest marriages in Hollywood. Uh, so good for them. My mother's favorite actor, Kevin Bacon, and she loved Kyra Sedgwick. Watched her, her show every every night, or every week, I should say. Anyway, yes, uh, yes. yes. Well, one of the, her last, the last, one of the last things she ever did, my mother, was I sent her and my dad to see Kevin, the Bacon Brothers, in concert. So like two months before she passed. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it was at near Gillette Stadium in, in their uh, um, this little club that's in their their complex. So yeah. Cool. And uh, according to IMDb, she was in uh, several episodes of The Closer, and I imagine she was just playing Kyra Sedgwick's daughter. Yeah, I, w- I would think so. Yeah, The Closer, my mother, one favorite show, or one of her favorite shows. Yeah, yeah. And she was also in Thirteen Reasons Why. It says portrayed the character Sky Miller. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and you uh, watched at least the first season. Um, all right, let's go view Mike. Um, so anyway, I say just clarify something. My understanding is that. Uh, Kira Sedgwick actually adopted Susie Bacon. Her biological mother is actually Fred Ward. Oh, oh anyway, um, yeah, I like the film. It is not going to be a top ten film for me this year, but it is definitely a, a, a film I enjoyed and would recommend as a pop horror film. Right? Uh, it's not going to be uh, your, anybody's like most extreme horror films ever, but I can certainly see this traumatizing like somebody who's just getting into horror. Uh, you know, like a 13 year old or 12 year old somewhere and might end up being a movie that, that, that has a lot of legs in the future. Um, I, I didn't have a problem with the jump scares cause I thought they were mostly well handled. Uh, I, I think bad jump scares are bad, but jump scares in general, I don't necessarily have a big issue with if they're well constructed. Um, I do think the performances worked well and that, that was like really a key to all this. I thought it was actually fairly restrained in a lot of ways. Um, there was a scene at a birthday party that I think would have been way more disturbing had they seen this in a year that was not the year that we've just had in horror. <laughs> right. um, yes, I was going to mention and, that in my comment. Was that number oh four or number five? Yeah, yeah I, mean, like, I mean, it's not even going to come close to be my my uh, most disturbing moment in horror films list, but in other years it might have been. Right. Uh, oh, that Norwegian I, film with the kids stepping on the cat's head. That was fucking terrible. Anyway, I didn't see that. 
Uh, you don't want to see it, dude. It was, it was terrible. Anyway, continue. Um, anyhow, no, for me, probably men is the one that, that, that ranks up there. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, but otherwise, I really liked the film. I thought the ending was going in a certain direction, and I understood why it was going in that direction, and I understood they were doing a whole metaphor thing. But both my wife and I felt, uh, in talking about the movie afterwards, that it was a cheat and that it was not following the logic of the the, the monster set up in the film. And so when it actually didn't end up turning out that way, we were both very happy that it didn't end up turning out that way. So uh, we we kind of liked the ending uh, because it followed the rules, goddammit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and I guess sets it up for a sequel. Uh, although I think, you know, there's... I don't know if this is a thing I would necessarily want to see followed up because I don't see what you do that's different. Yeah, there's not in there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's not, it's not like Final Destination where you just can see someone coming with all new ways of coming up with death traps and you know that this is just oh more ways for people to die by a being pursued by a smiling person. <laughs> it is basically the ring had sex with it follows, right? Isn't that basically what this movie is? Yeah. I'm yes. not going to, I'm not yes. going to argue with anybody that makes that comparison. 100% correct. Sir, yes. And, and, but in fairness, it, it follows is what? Eight years old now. Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, and, and the ring obviously is, is significantly older. So, um, your, I think both films are old enough to now be inspired by, as opposed to jumping on the, the bandwagon and ripping off. So, and I think they did something fine with it, and uh, yeah, I liked it. And I think it kind of works also in the same way that uh, uh, Sinister worked. Although I think Sinister was a bit. That was a great film. Yeah, that was a great film. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. So, uh, um, let's see. Uh, exciting news here. I was able to just order a Taylor Swift autographed copy of his her new album. That's nobody awesome. cares. It's been days. They've been out of out of. Nobody cares. Nobody. Yeah, I know, but but it's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, um, oh, oh, Phil, Phil cares. It matters know, to Phil. Yeah, so so I got one. So let's go with you, Barry. <laughs> yeah. Damn. All right. So I'm I'm with Eric on this. Um, I liked it. It was not a very surprising film to me. It pretty went pretty much went along predictable routes, pretty much the way I expected it. Um, it also suffered cause I saw <laughs> terrifier two the night before, which I thought was really, really good. Um, so it, it didn't stick out as much for me. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. It'll probably be in my top 20, but it's not my favorite film of the year for sure. Kind of derivative. All right, sounds good. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a ripoff of It Follows in the Ring. So there you go. Um, all right, I'm kind of surprised. I thought people was going to really love this film, but uh, it seems like I mean, I liked it the best out of everybody. Um, so uh, let's get into our wiki or IMDb, Eric. Wiki, wiki. Um, after witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. All right. I guess that's not bad. It doesn't tell you too much. Right. Uh, um, sounds good. Um, all right. So uh, 
before we get into our topic and discussion and how it works here in Dark Discussions Podcast, basically we talk about everything and anything. So we talk about spoilers and such. We don't just review the movie, but we also critique and dissect. So we will talk about specific scenes, including uh, the endings and whatnot. But what we do is we talk about general stuff about the film first and this genre and whatever, and then we'll throw up a spoiler alert, and then at that point, we will let everybody know that we're going to talk about the spoilers, and at that point, if you do not want to listen to uh, the critique and dissection and the talk about symbolism and all that other and things and all that, um, you can shut it off, go see the film, and come back. Uh, the film is available right now at any theater everywhere in the United States, at the least. Um, so before we get into uh, general stuff, uh, movie experiences. Um, so I unfortunately went on Sunday night, um, and I forgot that it was Columbus Day weekend, and unfortunately <laughs> we had a lot of high school kids there, and um, yeah, yeah, there, there's some some problems. Um. Annoying. There was a couple of annoying people, and it's like, why did they even come to this? And they literally went down, left, came back, down, left, came back like seven or eight times, and they talked. It's like, oh my god, what fucking bastards! But uh, generally, the the rest of them, it was only like two. The rest of them were were, were fine. Um, but now, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I was kind of disappointed because I thought I was going in at like nine o'clock at night, and no, no one was going to be there. And I was like, yes, and I was like, my, and then I walked theater. in. And I was like, no. I was no say, I knew, my I, theater was not letting in anybody under, um, you know, the requisite age unless they were an adult. Okay. So <laughs> a bunch of kids got turned away. <laughs> was this uh, rated R? It oh, was. it had to be. Oh, yeah, it had to be. I mean, that. Yeah. What was it? Was. That, yeah. That the. It was it was rated R. yeah the the whole knife th- throat thing that that had to make it rated R right off the bat, and that's when I made to say oh my god Barrett your experience of an eight year old is like no yeah, way explain that felt sorry for him he was he was <laughs> he must have been weeping at the end for what his mom said <laughs> well and yeah I've heard like on the film cast um, one of the hosts had a had a story of his own about a inappropriate age child being in, in the movie with him um, as well as some teenagers, just like you Phil. only at his showing some woman who knew these teenagers came in and in the middle of the movie started yelling at these kids cause they, they bought tickets for minions. <laughs> for what? For what? Minions. Oh, <laughs> like, what are you doing here? You, you came to see minions. It's <laughs> different. <laughs> Uh, of, of course, you know it's always possible that those uh, that those teenagers from Phil, given given our respective ages, might actually have been in their like twenties or thirties. So, <laughs> the eight year old that was in mine was very quiet. I didn't hear anything out of him, and they were only like a row behind me. And but at the end, I could only hear his mom saying. It was just a movie. I was scared too, and I could hear the kid just making kind of a noise. And I was like, "Man, that poor no, kid." No, the uh, the film cast also got an email from somebody who, at his showing, had uh, two young children with their parents, and they were like young, young, like I don't know, five. <laughs> and like at one point, one of them started crying, um, and they thought maybe they were young enough to not be able to talk yet. Um, but then one of them said, 
daddy, I don't want to watch this. It's just like, oh, Jesus, what are you doing to your kids? Yeah. I mean, yeah, this no. is basically a movie about now, suicide. I mean, now that's, that, that's good parenting right there. Yeah, I, I, I could I could not believe any parent. I mean, again, they don't know what the film's going to be like until you get there and you start watching it. And, well, you know, it's and, rated R and a child's five. Let's start there. Yeah, exactly. That's just just insane. And and w- within ten minutes into the film, someone sl- slits their throat, and it's like a long yeah. scene. It's like I mean, once you're no double way. digit age, I got no problem with you making a judgment <laughs> call to bring them to an R rated movie. Yeah, but yeah. wait till double digits. Folks. Yeah, but I, I was Please. I was eight or nine when I saw the fog in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's well, the thing. My, 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 love them, Mike. My my six year old would have been okay. With, with that scene, but my, my eight-year-old would have been traumatized for life. Well, so. I, as, as I've often said, how do, how do you become a horror fan? By, thanks to parents who do not know the definition of age-appropriate. <laughs> so true. Yeah, yeah. Or you yeah. just happen to get yourself to be able to watch those things. That's why yeah, I want to get yeah. my hands on my niece. Yeah. Well, I, guess, I, 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 I... Eric's got some movies to show you. I, I let my kids see an R-rated film this this weekend, uh, the Invasion of the Body Snatches from 1978, because that Is I felt, yeah, it's, it's rated yeah. R because disturbing. Okay. Images, it's, oh, probably because they showed boob. Because the nudie yeah. shot. Yeah, it was. There's a little bit of boob, and and um, then then the the transformation scenes can be kind of gross, I guess. But but I, I felt that would be that was appropriate for them, especially since we saw like a. As far as uh, R-rated movies go, that's not extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like on the other ones. hand. Like yeah, this one, yeah, this yeah. one my kids won't be seeing for a, a while, put it that way. Especially <laughs> with the themes of suicide. I mean, it's just rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my, my, my kids know a lot about suicide because all the bands that I listen to, they always ask, why did he die? And I go, well... He was sick in the head. He was he he had he had, he was he was not feeling well in the brain, and they go oh yeah yeah so he killed himself yeah 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 but, yeah because what am I going to say uh, you didn't have to yeah. tell them they died. Well, they asked me the questions. They go how old is he? And I go well he's 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 with Jesus now, and they go oh why what happened? Well he was he was he was sick in the head you know he, he took too much medicine or you know or something like that and they go oh okay now we get it. So, but yeah, yeah, this, this film here, just for the violence of it, is, is definitely not a, a child's film. No, that, no, it's not. Well, yeah. because I, I pay so little attention to ratings not having children right, um, right. that I, I don't know what a PG, the difference really anymore between some of the PG-13 and some of the R films. It's usually, the, like, it's usually the F-bomb, I've noticed. Well, and I didn't but, the, think that, but I also don't pay attention to language for that fucking reason. Um, <laughs> sure. And, and so, like, this movie could have had 75 F-bombs. I don't know if I would have noticed it. You know, you really right, have right. to lean into, like, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross territory for me to be noticing that there's a lot of uh, of the, the language. Yeah. But, um, and, and the violence, like, because this isn't at, like, terrifier level, you know, or, or even, you know, the, the thing level, you know, so it's not... Um, so I wasn't really sure. Like, what is a person who slits their throat? What does that count as? What is yeah. that, what is fuzzy video footage of somebody with some with some shears count as? Well, oh, I, yeah, I yeah. think that. Um, I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I would think that the MPAA, having made choices they've made in the past, any depiction of on-screen 
suicidal act would automatically get the R tag. Yeah, especially now. Uh, like, like if they had cut away before any of the any of the blood happened, they might have gotten away with the PG thirteen. Um, but showing it all the way through, like they did, no way. Well, I also think they're the, the fact that it's that it is suicide. Um, you know, you can't even type the word in Facebook without it, your post getting blocked. Right. So, like, if for some reason, I I haven't tried it, but like, if you tried to type in suicide prevention hotline or dial this number. I don't know that you could do it on Facebook. Um, people are getting, I've gotten very, very sensitive about that topic. And I'm not entirely sure, like, why you're not even allowed to say it, you know, as if it's some sort of word magic. You know, and, and <laughs> right. if we stop, if we stop saying the word, it will stop happening. Um, now, guess I don't, what? You know, people have suicidal thoughts, even if you don't talk about it. Well, that's why I think it might actually just be that you have these really giant fucking assholes that will tell people, why don't you go kill yourself or why don't you go commit suicide uh-huh. as online harassment. And I'm wondering if that's the reason why the word is blocked. Probably. Um, yeah, but you also know, like, we, we see this, you, you start sit down to watch a movie and then, you know, or TV show, and then it pops up saying, warning, there may be depi- there are depictions of suicide in this episode. It's like, well, damn it. You know, you spoiled that for me. Um, right. But so they've gotten... <clears throat> And right or wrong, it's regardless. So that may just be even the fact that that's the nature of the deaths probably well, also push it into that category. Well, I was watching a season finale of She-Hulk with my, my two little girls this evening, as we do every Thursday. And my wife came in and there was a line where uh, She-Hulk says, um, uh, at least have, have Daredevil here. A woman has her needs. And my my wife goes, oh, is this age appropriate? And then immediately after, she goes, she Hulk uh, smashed Mike Murdoch. And I go, oh my god, you got that joke? And my wife, it went over her head. But then when I told her, she's go, oh yeah, they, the kids shouldn't be watching this. I go, what? She, they've been watching it for the past nine. Well, years. no, they no, they're kid, the kids. It's like I remember being that age. I just thought they kissed. You know, I just thought they right. kissed a lot. Right, right, right. Exactly. I didn't, I didn't know that they were kissing with other parts of their body. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 and, and so I had to explain that to my, and my wife. Said, all right, all, right, "All right," but it was kind of humorous how she, she she walks in right at that moment, and and yeah. But anyway, um, now Phil's sleeping on the couch. Well, we've been watching She Hulk for, for weeks and, and, and stuff, and She Hulk is is a prominent feature in, in my house anyway because I wear the t shirts all the time. So I, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Um, but but yeah, it, it was it was definitely a very disturbing film in in many ways. Uh, did have a lot of jump scares, as, as Eric mentioned, and some of the the tropes of the monster uh, were were just you know the same old same old. Uh, but when the scenes were disturbing, they were pretty fucking disturbing. And uh, yeah, it's age appropriate. Don't bring your kid. Um, so uh, what else do we want to talk about generally um, that isn't. A spoiler. Uh, did you guys immediately feel the exact same thing? Because I, I wa- left the theater and I immediately texted Barrett and said, uh, this is a pretty awesome film, even though it was a ripoff of The Ring and it follows. And I didn't even know that Wikipedia had already written that all these reviewers had said, oh, it's a ripoff of The Ring and, and it I mean, follows. It's not like it's not obvious. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I, I, I just don't understand arm, why yeah. you keep bringing it up. Well, <laughs> you know what it is? It's, it's like if I, if I had, like Mike said, if if you know a newbie or someone that isn't into the horror genre as we are, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have noticed it at all. But since we both, all of us have seen it, follows in the ring probably gazillions of times. It was oh so obvious. Um, so I guess it depends on 
if you had seen. Yeah, Mike had a point though. The ring was twenty years ago, so. <laughs> yeah, but, but there were people it, but, who could have seen this movie legally with an R rating who weren't but, alive when it came out. How, how how many horror films were are legitimately original that can't trace elements of right, the back right, 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 to something else? That's correct. Um, that's correct. You know, it's because in in the end, I mean, just it's it's a demonic film, right? That's why I said you could also compare it a bit to to Sinister, right? You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. um, it's fine. You take an idea. I mean, even The Ring, right? You have the uh, or it follows the idea of the the yep. for passing from person to person. You could do that with any kind of contagion film, or zombies, or vampires, or werewolves. Yep. So, um, yeah, it being derivative is probably a small comment on my side yeah. i mean i say that but it's not it's not a huge deal they implemented it well right yeah i, I would concur i mean even though after i thought about it two minutes after leaving the theater it's like oh my god that's that was just like it falls and ring uh, it still doesn't disturb me or bother me uh it still is a good film um and and for me um uh probably more so than the rest of you um <laughs> I, I just, yeah, that's not, there were things that bothered me about this movie. That wasn't one of them. <laughs> right, right. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, let's see. What other general things uh, do we want to talk about before we get into spoilery, spoilery stuff? Um, I already mentioned the sound design once, but I want to mention it again because I thought it was superior. Um, heads off to whoever did that. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that was I agree. It was pretty solid. Um, anything else anybody want to bring up? All right, so I guess we'll uh, just throw up the spoiler. Uh, so at this point, uh, we're going to talk about anything and everything uh, about the film, um, and go with that. Um, all right, so the spoiler is up. Spoiler flags up. We'll talk about everything, anything. <laughs> um, where do we want to start? I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, go on, Mike. Excuse me. <laughs> Mike's dying. <laughs> um, your your, your dreams I, came true, Phil. Well, about <laughs> symbolically, it's. I mean, why is it a smile? And I it's think creepy. It, well, it's creepy, but it's also focusing on our main character. I can't speak to any of the other characters in the show and the series, and uh, not the show series, in the film, who have committed suicide or whatever. It's about mental health and depression. Um, something that the lead character has struggled with, that her mother had struggled with, that, as it's pointed out, runs in families. And a smile does represent happiness, right? So whether it's the thing that's, that that's antithetical to that depression. Uh, I can see that as, as the antagonistic force in a weird yeah. way. Um, and it, whether the, now I don't, I'm not saying that happiness is the enemy of depression, you know, obviously, but I could also see, you know, people who are depressed and having people say, Oh no, just be happy. Just, you know, just, just think positive thoughts. Well, you know, people who have depression, that's not really going to help. Right. Just, just focus on that good thing. You know, real no, but you can learn to plaster a smile on your face just to make yeah, everybody and, else around you more comfortable. And, and I'm wondering if that's that's really where that connection comes in, right? Is that yes, you're right, it's creepy, and I have no idea. Or, or it's a symbol of of what you can't have. 
because you're depressed. Or, or, yeah, that might, might be it too. And I'm I'm wondering if this was a film that started as a story about depression and then realizes that that would make an interesting tag for the villain, or if it started with that as well. Smiles are creepy, and then how do you build a story out of that? Um, you know, in other words, which direction did it come from? But to me, yeah, that's that's um, that that that's an important part of it. The whole thing about depression is an interesting take on the topic. Uh, although you know, depression as a demonic force, I'm sure is a has has its topics in history. Maybe a little politically incorrect, but what the hell? It's a horror film. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's what a lot of this is, or it seems to be setting itself up as, is this uh, depression uh, that's been haunting the lead character for her whole life. Well, yeah, well, so, I, and I, I don't think you're off the mark with with that. Um, but I also just think it's creepy to have people smiling while they do horrible things. I mean, that isn't that yeah. half the reason Art the Clown is so scary? Because yeah. he's very gleeful <laughs> while he's dispatching everybody. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's taking like the clown. You know, the clown is the scariest thing, or it's the happiest thing. And when you take a happy thing and turn it to scary, it makes it even more disturbing. And that's why evil clowns are are pretty scary. Um, Yeah, I I I concur somewhat with with Mike's talking about uh, the depression thing. Uh, Obviously, the three of the main characters, which is her, the lead, uh, her sister. And her ex-boyfriend all have some sort of malaise, and they all deal with things differently. And our lead character is probably the most damaged of the bunch, uh, and we learn out why, because she was the younger that that couldn't flee um, a terrible situation when she was a kid, or, or at least we assume is a terrible situation. And as a result, her whole life is based on her depression and her inner demons because the only reason she became a doctor and does the work that she does and all these, everything about her life, her life, her depression and her demons are everything about her life. While the sister who was an excellent um, example of, of of a person that has been able to um, cope and, and maybe escape if not completely a, a good amount of those demons um, is able to live a different life that the horrors of the childhood are the past real, truly the past. They're not, they're sitting with her controlling her life to the point where everything she does, everything she well, that's, uh, that's touches. Tr- that's true, but it's because she ran away, right? Right, uh, and that's well, what well, she that, that's missed really, a lot of it. That's, that's what I said. They set up yeah. between the two sisters is that she took off and saved herself and left her younger sister there to deal with it, and clearly she's been scarred for life. Uh, but she, the, the sister, doesn't even want to help her deal with that. She's just like, well, I wasn't around and I didn't get affected for it, so let me lead my happy life and stop trying to bring me down. Yeah, um, you know, I, I. I I will be more sympathetic to the older sister because again, everybody, she was still a child too, when she escaped, um, you know, a teenager. And now that she is where she is, she doesn't want to, um, 
live that life over and over and over again. Now, mm-hmm. we don't know enough about their relationship to see if she told her younger sister in the past to, you know, go get help, change your job, do something, you know, whatever. And, and so I don't think it's, it's really where she's not helping her sister. If anything, she's, I think she's trying to help a lot. It's just that the sister dwells on the past because her, the past and, or let me phrase the inner demons are her identity, unfortunately. And, and the only way you can help a person, they have to help themselves. So the sister can only help to a point. And it's really up to the younger sister, the lead character, to make those decisions herself to, to change. You know, so I, I don't I don't think the older sister is guilty of anything. She could be more sympathetic and empathetic to what her sister's going through. I don't I, I agree with you that the person that's having the problem needs has to be the one to deal with it or decide to deal with it on their own. But the sister's not very sympathetic. She's well, not very and, and not Phil, very I, I, I just want to. I think you're mischaracterizing my comments. Oh, um, I didn't say she was the, the older sister was guilty of anything. I said it was a conflict that was set up in the movie. Okay, fair enough. But I, I have to disagree with you, Barrett, because it was only the sister was fairly normal. It was just a normal sister sister relationship up until after the cat scene. And that's uh, when, no, I don't. I don't agree. The sister right, yeah, was getting mad at her for not going to the birthday party and all that stuff. No, the sister okay. had her expectations that were very high on this yep. sister, who we know has issues, and she was only worried about her world, her kid, not really worried about the sister. That's my perception. I'm not wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I. I, I didn't imply, mean to imply that you were wrong. Uh, sorry if you took it that way, and I apologize t- terribly. And I'm not being sarcastic by saying that. No, I know you're not. Okay. Um, but what, what I mean is, is I don't know. See, at that time, I didn't know. At that time of, in the film, I don't think we knew enough about the sisters' past yet to know that either of them are damaged people or have inner demons. Yeah. And I'm not saying she's a bad person, Phil, by any stretch. They both have their issues. She yeah, was yeah. able to let go of hers cause she left, but that yeah. doesn't take away the sister's pain. And she could have been a little more understanding. I'm not saying right. that I don't right. understand how she is. It right. makes sense. Cause she's right. damaged too. And right. Well, without that, like in regards to not attending the birthday party, yeah. um, like even even if there was no history or, of, of anything, it's just like, hey, you know what? I just watched one of my patients commit suicide. I'm not really in the mood right. for a birthday party. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, but did she did she know that? Did she say she didn't ever tell? No, she, I can't remember. I think yeah, she I think said she that that a patient just died. Or she, well, she, she said, said that to she themselves. said that to her fiance, but I don't hey, think she said that to her sister. She said she said I think something more like uh, like she I think she had a bad day or she had a rough time at work. I, she didn't explain. Well, she said she had to work. It. She said but she had to work on Saturday. She, she shouldn't mm-hmm. have to tell right. the sister why. She, the sister you should know, understand her job is with very disturbed people. She's in a hospital that is an emergency room. Well, but her that, kid was more important than her work at the emergency room. Well, that, that that's fair, Bert. But you know, I mean, you you would hope that 
you know, your family would, would come to, to, you would hope your family, you, you would hope that your family would, would come. I mean, it's once a year type of thing, you know, and it, it's your nephew. She's probably the godmother. And, you know, you, you would think you would make the effort to go. So I, I could see why the older sister was a bit disappointed and hurt. I can see disappointed, being hurt. She has a job. I mean, people expect too much of other people. They have their own lives. They have their own things to do. And her expectations don't necessarily match her sister's expectations. Well, I think it it comes out later in the film where they both kind of throw throw their repressed feelings at each other. They do. When they're on the porch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where, you know, she kind of looks down on her sister, not just blaming her for, for sticking her with mom and, and all of that, but, you know, that just she chooses to be a housewife. Right. right. A, a PTA mom. mom and a stay yeah. at home mom. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That, was, that was very, very derogatory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Which is, which is, and she starts, and the other one is just seeing her, like, just throw herself at work. Because she's right. coping with her guilt, at least, you know, which I, I don't think is an unfair observation. It's not and, an unfair observation. That's and, exactly why. <laughs> and working herself like this, uh, which uh, Cal Penn, who plays her boss, you know, says that she's worked, you know, multiple 80 hour weeks. Right, um, right. And, you know, I don't know that that's a, I, I don't work in that field. I know, like, when you're, um, you know, when you're doing your residency stuff like that the hours can be absolutely insane but my understanding is she's way beyond that point by now she yeah. could be having a private practice she could be setting her own hours to some degree yep. or at least not having yep. to do 80 hour weeks like i don't get the sense that cal Pepper no that was my choice hours. i don't think that was because her boss told her to do 80 hours that was my no. choice and her boss was which, which i also think chill. i think that has a bearing on her relationship with her fiance because she right. works so much, so she doesn't even know him that well, I don't think. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you, you know, what do they have in common is, you know, I think that... It's sex. That's, about yeah, it. that's probably that's what That's all I is. can think of, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and in fairness, like, we don't get to see a lot of them, but I also think that if, uh, as a guys here, uh, if we were, when we were engaged, if we saw our fiancé do what she did... We may want to consider backing out a little bit too. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, and, 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 and to be honest, if I was the fiance, I would have said, you know what, just go to your sister's. It's like, it's like it's, you gave your nephew what for his birthday? Yeah. <laughs> well, even, even before that, I, I, you I know, mean, it's just like you don't need to have certain arguments, and 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 you know, your sister, you know, wants you to be there. She, you know, she, her, her son loves. Well, but you, you by by that point though, you've already made the commitment. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's the problem, right? Is that yeah. that she had forgotten, and that is an right. Thing, that's right? what it she was. I think she forgot it. She didn't have it on a calendar. That, right. that she forgot it. She didn't have it on a calendar. And if we were her sister, like the sister doesn't have a whole lot of kids. She has the one, as far yep. as I know. Yeah. Uh, the um, she herself doesn't have any children, and there doesn't seem to be anyone else in the family. Right. So it's not like there's a long list of birthdays she has to remember. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could also see him being a little upset that you didn't even bother putting that down, right? That you didn't right, even right. bother yep. 
So I think it's all of it. It's just it's 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 an ongoing thing. And I think we on the one hand, they give us everything, I think, to know it's there. On the other hand, we are walking into this. Right. Um, Yeah. And we're walking into the middle of the story. You're walking into the right. middle of a fight, and I don't think – I think we, we all want to be careful about saying uh, – Well, and and I don't think one was right and one was fault. wrong, but right. I, I definitely think that the conflict was intentionally set up by the writers oh, because for sure. when it gets to the point where the older sister turns her back completely, at that point, she's got, she's got nowhere to go. Right. Um, so that, right. was, that was completely intentional that they were setting it up so there would be a last straw. Right, and and I don't, I mean, I don't know what what the, the older sister could do because I mean, when you you traumatize your her son with a dead cat, yeah, <laughs> that that's pretty bad, and then be called a loser basically because you're a stay at home mom when she is a stay at home mom mom for choice. Oh, there's there's you know, there's, and and even if she wasn't for choice, just because she couldn't get a job, it, it's just you don't do that. You know? So since since you just dropped it and we're in spoiler territory, so right, so she has a cat named Mustache. The cat disappears halfway through the. By film. the way, dumbest cat name ever. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, no comment. And uh, she goes to give a toy train to the nephew for his birthday after she's been suspended from work, so she has the day off. And he opens it up, and the cat's in there. And and you see him like like pick up the dead cat. So he's like the, the boy's holding uh, the day. And then you know to their credit, I loved I did like the fact that she grabs the cat and you see her like you know holding and cradling the cat, but she's so distraught over it being dead because um, she doesn't think she killed it. It died. We don't know how it died. That, that whole scene just bothered me. I didn't like it at all. It ruined the movie for me a little bit because uh, um, I just did not like it. I, you know, I'm tired of so seeing animals get killed this year, and it just—I didn't think it was necessary. <laughs> Stop watching horror movies, dude. This is a banner year for pets being killed in movies. Well, cats for, in particular, yeah. Yeah, and it's just—I don't know—the scene just didn't work for me. So it worked. So, I think it worked fine. It's just you know upsetting to see a dead cat. That's all. But you so, know what, Barrett? Horror movies should upset you. That means they're doing it right. Well, again, I mean, it's it's just weird. We have an odd rule, and everyone has commented on this. Why is it that we have? I don't think anyone's ever ever stuck on the answer. Why is it that we have this reaction to seeing animals hurt in a film that we don't have when we see? I don't like people. You know, are you, are you right people? <laughs> I don't like people. I'm, I'm, I'm. That's my answer too. Yeah. But honestly, this is if they had given some basis for her doing that, like the spirit, as far as know, we know. As far as Sorry, we know, the, as far as we know, the spirit hasn't done any tricks like this before. I know we don't know enough, but it's just almost out of the blue. Um, so that's partly why I didn't like it either. But but I don't think I don't. Well, I, again, we don't know anything. But I do think uh, I I'm sorry. There's there's really hard coming back from that. Right. She's she's going to be the crazy aunt who gave me a dead cat for my birthday. Well, no, and I get that, oh. and I and I understand why there it was the no final straw. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying the fact that there was previous conflict with the sisters set up by the writers uh, made it very clear that that was the last straw. Yeah, they were done. That's all I'm saying. 
you don't put a cat in a box and have their son find it and ever come back from that. There's no <laughs> apologizing for that. You can't ever explain unless you could prove someone else did it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really prove it. You're done. Your sister's done with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that's an unreasonable reaction. <laughs> no, it's not. It's right, not right. an unreasonable reaction. The movie, the movie was per- intentionally filmed where you see the son looking out the window, cr- almost crying as he sees his aunt and all that. So, so yeah, it, it's, you, you know, and, and again, based off of how they acted and again, like Mike and, and all you guys said, we just been dropped right into the middle of a story. Maybe she's asked her younger sister to change her life and, you know, try to get better and whatever. That's and the sister just ignores her. I mean, she has to be ignoring her because if you, if you're doing 80 hours a week, her own boss is saying what's going on. People know Peter. People are noticing, and and it's just what it is, you know. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's but it's not like she's not successful. I could see if she's a total loser, the sister being like, "You need to change your life." But she's well, successful. She's got a good house. She's got a good fiance. She's got lots of money. I, you know, that to me is where there's a little disconnect there. Well, that see, that's that, that, that's a good thing that you brought up because my father was was a strange guy when it came to stuff like that. He, so, someone could be a jerk. But, oh, he's successful, and he's paying his bills and taxes. He's making good money. You know, so my father would, would like, respect someone because of that. And I would be like, the guy's an asshole. What do you mean? respect? You know, or, or, or that woman's a dink. You know, it doesn't matter that she's doing this. Yeah. But you, you can still be successful and still be completely damaged. So you're right. She's not a bum. She's not like like someone that – because you're right, Barrett. There's, there's depressed people who, and I don't want to. Let me rephrase. I shouldn't say bum. There's depressed people that, unfortunately, have behavioral health issues, which lead to substance abuse issues, and yep. they become homeless, or they become sick, or alcoholic, or, or, or drug abusive, and and that's horrible. Worse. That that is terribly horrible, right? And that that can be considered even worse than this woman's depression so you're absolutely right she's well, her addiction a, is her work right her addiction she's not is a, her work well i actually think her addiction is is her her demon and and the demon doing the work is trying to help people that right i think that she, she sees of herself right yeah so uh but you're right she's successful so the problem isn't her ability to work in the world in other words she's not you know, she can uh, function. She can function. Thank you, but she definitely needs help for sure. Yeah, and, and I don't think she's ever gotten that help. It doesn't seem like she's no. ever talked to anyone about it. At least yeah, well, you see in the she, movie. Yeah, that's she has a therapist, right? That she stopped going. She to. does, but I don't think she should have ever stopped going to her. Well, yeah. that's true. That's true. But <laughs> she saw her before. That's yeah, all. That's, that's true. All I'm saying. You're right. I forgot about the therapist. Yeah. While we're talking about the therapist, I thought one of the most, one of the creepiest scenes in the movie is when she's talking to what she thinks is her therapist, oh. and then gets the phone call from her therapist. It's like oh, that, was, oh, that was awesome. I thought that was actually the one of the creepiest scenes of the whole movie because it didn't it didn't involve like a a weird being that we see in other parts of the movie. It was just somebody that looked human, and uh-huh. then all of a sudden they turn, and it's like. Wow, if that wouldn't make you paranoid, I don't know what would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, and that was... and we, well, we were really lacking details on 
how this whatever it is, I don't know, demon presence, whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, entity uh, functions. I mean, we, we we come to find out that what it needs is uh, or what it wants rather is for whoever is it's haunting um, to, to commit suicide horribly in front of somebody else to create trauma because trauma is what it feeds on. Um, but it also seems to have the ability to create hallucinations and perhaps uh, force people to have blackouts and do things like kill their own cat. Um, and we <laughs> don't get any type of explanation for how all that works. We do not. We do not. Yeah, yeah. she seems to be like in a dream world at certain points and it takes like control of her mind to make her see whatever it wants her to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it's filmed a certain way too, where like those blackouts that you mentioned, we don't even get those filmed mm-hmm. or that, you know, it's just suddenly the cat's dead. And it's like, Oh, that was an effect because we didn't see her black out or say, gee, what happened? So and we did see her uh, like all of a sudden walk away from the package and not finish wrapping it. Well, and then yeah. there was that whole thing where she, Thought she heard something outside, then realized she never went outside. Yeah, yep, that's true. Yeah, uh, Mike, you were going to say something. I heard you pop up there. Well, I think I mean you're dealing with a a supernatural entity. I, I think we're all on. I, I I don't. I have not heard anyone suggest. I've not read any reviews. So, I don't, so I, but I think we're all on the same page that nobody here thinks that the demon is not real, right? No, no, no. Uh, right. there, there's yeah, no, it's definitely, it's right. real so, for sure. Yeah. There's something dealing with mental illness, depression, and suicide. It is strictly, it is on the metaphorical level. It is not that she is literally going crazy uh, or was crazy or whatever on her own. It, there, there is some supernatural presence. So I don't necessarily need to know what happened to the cat. Um, right. I'm perfectly fine with it being what it yeah, is. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, and, and there's a lot of open questions about the mechanics of how this worked. And I know some people obsess over the mechanics. Not tiny, I can obsess over the mechanics at times as well. Uh, but in this case, I think it works regardless, right? Because we're we, it is very much a point of view film. I don't know if she's in. Is she in like every shot of the film? Just about she's like in every scene. And we never. That, that was um, yeah, that was something much. I appreciated about the movie. It was it was very consistent with being from her point of view. Right, there's there's never a shot of uh, was it Joel? Is that the guy's name? Which right. the X? The X? Oh yeah, there is. Yeah, there's one Joel's scene. The there's one, one scene, scene after yeah. she she leaves the house and upset that the the therapist is there. Joel and the therapist look at each other, and it may have said something, but that was the only scene. Otherwise, but it was, it was still, but it was still kind of carrying through from a scene. Yes, it was like no, yes, it they, was. they never cut to a scene of Joel doing research, right? And you know, right, right, right. And even like when that. they showed showed her ne- nephew looking out the window, it was related to that her scene. Yeah, so that's very much. Yeah. So yeah, so right. So it's all first person uh, that that person's perspective. So who knows what's actually going on? Because uh, yeah. we can go to that old unreliable, 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 <laughs> unreliable, never. And but I think the movie never tried to trick us to make us think it was an unreliable narrator. Yeah, I would agree. No, but you know, there's certain things like I was almost kicking myself. So like the scene with the doctor, you mentioned on the couch, I've, I've, it worked 
no question. But I, I like I should have seen it coming because I've seen stuff like that before in other mm-hmm. kind of doppelganger yeah. films. Yep. You know, and it's and it's it's a just you know the variation on it's coming from inside your house, right? What's the phone call you get that <laughs> makes you freak out? And 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 yet it works, and it, you know it works as she just kind of starts to walk straight towards her, and it, it follows you away, walking over the couch. Um, and and there's a number. Of, I I also like the the very jump scary uh, one that was in the trailer. It still worked for me of the the sister uh, with her head falling down. Yep. Yeah, that was freaky. Yeah, that was from the trailer. That's how that's how I knew. Okay, that's I remember this film now. Seeing the trailer for it. Yeah. But uh but to me it still works. Um Well, I especially like the cutaway shot of her just in her car screaming at nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they do it just enough. Like they didn't overdo the fake reality thing where it got annoying and I've s I wish I can with an example off the top of my head but there have been films like that where like oh it was another dream sequence oh it was another dream sequence you know and just like they kill it too much yeah. here they did a couple but they were well executed they were sp- and they were sparse enough that it didn't get tired and they fooled me each time <laughs> right and and also i gotta give it credit because you knew the dream these quote-unquote dream sequences weren't dream sequences because of her own mind they were the demon doing something to her. Right. And I'm, I'm still unsure how they made that so clear. Um, but they really executed that very well. Um, like there's that moment. Well, it's pretty late in the movie where she's at the hospital and, uh, her boss sees her. And, and I think is, he's, he's like generally worried about her well being and wants to help her. Uh, but she has that little, uh, hallucination, uh, induced by the demon or whatever it is, and just tears out of there like a bat out of hell. And yep. it's like, what the fuck? Come back! I want to help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so and, and the reason for for the demon doing those those things, making the hallucinations and the and the blackouts, is just just to drive the person closer to suicide, uh, not being able to deal with it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a control issue. The the weaker they become, the more it's able to control them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when they finally snap, uh, as we see at the end of the film, the demon uh, goes inside them, and and once once uh, assuming the type of horror that these people include, not just her, but every person uh, before her, that the demon has has haunted um i i can believe that at one point you're just going to snap to the point where the demon can just fully take you over and and then you do what you do to the next person where Mm -hmm. you suicide in front of them and then they become the next uh victim Mm -hmm. i'll tell you the one part of the movie i really didn't care for um what I mean, the visual of the demon entering her was really pretty gnarly and cool. Um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Right, right. I mean, I, I enjoyed the reveal of what actually happened with her and her mother when she was a child. Yep. Um, but then the whole the the mother like turning into the tall man, I was not a fan of. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Uh, I, I that reminded me that. a lot of It Follows, actually. 
Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. appreciate that particular metamorphosis. Well, I, you know what? That that was the one point in the film that the, the I, I I could see being a problem. But and and for me, it was a little different. Why it was a problem? Not because of the metamorphosis, but for the fact that it made it look like she may have escaped the curse and she won. Mm-hmm. You know, because basically what she was doing was going to uh, face the demon head on and, and, you know, that's a metaphor for facing her own demons, you know, and, and it appears that it worked. And then of course, and I was like, Oh, come on, this is how it's going to end. But then thank God they, they went and, and the demon just tricked her again. And so when it comes back and says, ah, I've tricked you, it makes her finally snap for real. And, um, that's when it takes her over, but it's, it, yeah. So I don't know. I was just thinking it, but yeah, I mean, I think it was just a metaphor. That whole scene was a metaphor of her facing her own demons. And that's what the mother represented. But again, that whole thing was a, um, what do you call it? A, a, a dream sequence in a sense, right? Because she never left the building and she never went in in the first place. Right, because there was no fire and there was no, no, her leaving uh, the house and going back to her, the cop's house or anything, right? Because she just wakes up and she's outside of the building still. Right. Well, I think um, what that's kind of what I liked, right? This is a thing where 19 other people have died that we know of. Yep, and it ends too. up on her. And you get the metaphor of, the person with mental illness finally confronts their issues, confronts their demons very literally, um, and will be okay as long as they overcome their demons. But there's been 19 other people. The movie's not about you, <laughs> you know. It's, right, right, right. It's not. This is not right. your demon. Um, right. And if right, it's a it's a literal monster. It's not supposed to be. It really isn't a symbolism of her own demons, like she thinks. Exactly. You know, yeah. just like just like Jaws is not going to disappear when Ross Scheider overcomes his fear of the ocean. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, the demon is not going to disappear just because you've come. You've reconciled with your mother's death. Right. Um. And and I appreciate and I and so I was willing to roll with it. I wasn't going to be thrilled with it. But I was like, oh, okay, well, they set up a metaphor, and it's a story, and yeah, we didn't know or care about the other 19 people who died. Actually, 20 people who died because the 19th person killed somebody. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was like, so it's, it's not about you. It's not about her, right? It's, it's, you, yep. this, is, this is a thing that's going to happen to you. The, there, there was only one way... Based it, on the rules that we were given, yep. there's only one way that this was going to end, and that was for her to kill herself outside of anybody's view. Right. That was it. Yeah. Um, right. Or kill someone else, right? I think what she or was uh, planning when she went out no, there by herself. Killing somebody else would, would just carry it over to somebody else. Right. Oh, you mean to get rid of it completely. Right. That's right, the only right. way it ends. That would never yeah. be my intent, that's for sure. I'd be I'd kill somebody else. <laughs> we have it out on record. <laughs> um, yeah, and 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 that, that's that's 
uh, a really good point, Mike. And, and the, another good point too, Mike, is that it has nothing to do with mental illness. The the, the creature. The, in other words, what I mean is the only reason she got stuck with the demon was because she worked at a mental institution and a person that was not mentally ill became mentally ill because of the demon and landed up in the mental institution where she worked. So all these other characters, right, exactly. So all these other people that died before her, they, they could have been anybody from the happiest person in the world to a depressed person. It had nothing to do with your mental state. It just had to do with bad luck that you were there when, when, the demon possessed somebody. Yeah, right. Well, do you and think like the demon that. plans on who they might get next, or is it just no. all chance? All chance. I think it's I don't all think chance. The demon cares. I, it just needs to move on to the, the next one. Yeah, and and I think that's why they chose uh, a doctor that works at a mental health institution because it makes you wonder if it has something to do with mental illness or if it has something to do with. Uh, unreliable narrator, or if it has something to do with fighting her own personal demons, but it really didn't. It's just that a doctor that lives works in a mental institution who happens to have patients that land in the institution, a, a person that gets affected by this demon is more apt to land in a mental institution, a mental hospital, instead of someone that it isn't. Um, yeah, in, in other words, in other words, it it made sense that someone that is being chased by the demon would snap and land up in the the hospital that she works at. And yeah, so, and, and oh. what was I going to say? I was waiting for you to be done to say something. I yeah, forgot I was, along the way. Sorry. Um, crap! Damn, I, I screwed you over. Damn it! Um. Oh. I, I remembered. Uh, I found it interesting that there was no, uh, I mean, clearly, I mean, yes, this was absolutely inspired by the ring. Uh, however, I found it interesting that in this movie, there was no hard deadline. Uh, in the ring, it was seven days and then you die. Uh, right. Uh, in this one, it takes up to seven, maybe as little as four. Um, so it really depended on, I think, how strong the person was. Yep. <laughs> and how how much they could fight it until they finally gave in. Well, I think how a lot long of it would take to break them. Yeah. Right, and I like that because it it it, it like it wasn't a hard and fast rule. It was based on them, and I think a lot of it is the fact that they weren't sleeping. Right. That mm-hmm. that's what helps break down your 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 will, your resolve, and your sanity is because if anybody here went uh ninety six hours without sleep you would be a little off and that's just normally not yeah. with the fear of your losing your life and being haunted by a demon and, and all the other stuff that goes with it. Um, and then you get to seven days and then it just, 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 that's just crazy. So yeah, I think it's just a matter of how long does it take to get the person's will to break number one and then get to the point into a position where they can do the deed in front of somebody else. Mm hmm. So I think like that first girl, that was the, the, the first opportunity she had where she the demon could take control over and force her to kill herself in front of the doctor. Mm-hmm. And and then we see we really see it. We see the battle play out with the doc with, with the doctor in, in that she goes through this whole thing, thinks she's beaten it, and then 
it, it just crushes her. Yep. Because right. it, it just, the fact that it, it's all failed, it didn't work, I think that's what finally destroys her spirit and causes her to lose. Yep. And the boyfriend, of course, or the ex-boyfriend, could have just shut his fucking eyes or turned around <laughs> and let, let her commit suicide in peace because at this yeah. point he knew he knew the story. But I also understand, given the relationship that they had. Yeah. Uh, yeah he also could have just listened to her and left her alone. <laughs> yeah. So, you know yeah. what? I really was never that into you. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that relationship re- reminded, believe me, that that guy I felt horrible for because it reminded me of one of my exes. And it was, yeah. So yeah, he's, he's pretty much just like, you already fucked me over and left. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah, but, but he was willing to go right back because he... He's weak. Turns well, out he's I, I, better I than the other guy for sure. He would have stayed, stuck with her. I, yeah, well, that's for sure. And, and I think he understood that it didn't make sense why they broke up um, because you know she's mentally ill, right? So it just it, and so he never hated her, and it wasn't like they broke up because uh of of a big fight they had it was because she was damaged and she screwed it all up you know and and he was still pining over her, i think mm-hmm. um but you're right the moment he heard her i mean he already knew that it was what was going on he believed that it was completely supernatural he believed that the demon was there so when he heard the scream and then the complete quietness i would have just left and, and said um or, or call, you know, uh, a backup. But for him to walk in to try to be the hero and save her when he already knew what was happening, that she was done, I would have thought he would have thought she was done. He goes in, and sure enough, boom, he's, he's the next victim, and that's where it ends. Mm-hmm. And I do think that you're right, Phil. That's, that's the correct ending. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Well, and and it's perfect too because the poor schmuck that burned his this 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 woman um, is now going to die because of her too. Uh-huh. It's like, <laughs> it was like it was like oh my god, what a poor schmuck! Uh, bitches, man. Ugh. That was partly his own fault because he kept looking. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, yeah, but you know though that that's the thing is is like. He didn't get closure correctly, right? So yeah, well, he, he's got it now. <laughs> well, you're, you're right. <laughs> well, and, and, and you know what? You're right. The moment he knew that she was possessed, and and this was a, a real thing, I think I would have washed my hands too because because she already burned him big time once. It's like it's not like she's committed to him. You know, right. she's just, you right. know, I need Let's also be honest. There, there's a guy component here too, right? Because yes. that's a guy. He's at work. Damsel in distress. Like, well, my damsel well, in distress don't know is that, like, yeah. you know, it's like, hey, hey, you remember your ex girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. We we got a case. We got to go over. She well watched somebody commit suicide in front of her. We got to go get take a statement. Oh, really? Now, very interesting. Well, maybe there's a chance. chance. He didn't know she was involved <laughs> until he got there. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> yeah, but regardless, when he sees her, he's like, oh, you know, maybe I can use this to my advantage. That's a very guy thing. You know, there's always the chance. It doesn't matter yep. what the circumstance is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> chance. It doesn't matter. Because let's be honest, you know, there's at least 20% of the reason that, that single guys go to funerals is yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe grief sex. You know, let's, let's yeah. that reminds me yeah. of nine nine one one this week because a guy gets trapped under a tree and his sister's there and the park ranger had been watching them for a while and he took it as his chance to ask her out. She's like, wow. I can't believe you would ask me that. <laughs> Same idea. You know, someone on a podcast recently referred to nine one one as a final destination television series with first responders. And I don't think he's wrong. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think, I think this guy's motivation was, uh, it was, it was a woman that he never wanted to break up with. Yeah. More than just, just getting banged, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can tell she's the one that ended things, not him. Yeah. 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 She, she put this way. She may be mentally ill, but she caused his mental illness. Put it that way. Because his depression, his shattered life, whatever it, that she caused it, she caused it, and you could tell because he's 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 just his bachelor. He's got no no friends really. No, doesn't have a, uh, a woman that he's dating. He's just this loner. Poor bastard's life got ruined. <laughs> uh, I do think it weird that we don't was ruined. Well, right, right, but 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 he's definitely. You're just being dramatic. He has PTSD. Put it that way. <laughs> well, you're probably right. You're probably right. But he has PTSD. There's no doubt about it. Anyway, Mike. Mm-hmm. I say I do think it weird that we never really follow up with the fiance. Yeah. Like, um, that was a weird I, character. Well, yeah. I can't fault. I mean, what he, what is he supposed to do? Put yourself right. in his position. You're right. You're right. Right. I mean, we mm-hmm. don't see a lot of them together, so it's hard to say really. And that 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 is, a, I think, a flaw in the writing. Now, maybe there isn't. Maybe the intent was to he show could, there wasn't much been, there. He could have been more sympathetic in the car, though. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, no, I can understand what you're saying that. Yeah. I mean, he's horrified and he's this isn't the same woman he saw like three months ago when when he moved in or whatever. But but if they're engaged, he knows her enough and long enough that you would think he would be more sympathetic. And, and again, he, he does help because he does bring the therapist over even though without her permission, but he, you know, he's, he's thinking of her. He's thinking, I mean, mm-hmm. it could be a bit selfish too, because he just wants her to be normal again. But when he does, when he was a dink in the car or if not a dink, but just aloof and, and, and kind of insensitive, it, it, wouldn't have been how I would have acted. I, w- I would have been more sympathetic. So I think, Barrett, you, you, you were kind of concurring with me on that, right? Yeah, but I felt the same way about the sister, too. I just think she doesn't have a lot of sympathetic ears in her in her life. And that's part of, I mean, perfect for the demon, right? I mean, she's not, yeah. she's, she's wounded. She doesn't have a lot of really good friends. She left the only guy that really cared about her for this other guy. We don't know why. Yeah, I don't either. Um, Which she does explain later that she just she ran away from the ex. Right. Um, but right. so she's for, the for no tool. reason. For, for no yeah, reason. Yeah. So she's yeah, the and, perfect tool. Yeah, yeah. And 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 again, um 
you, you know, obviously the sister has her own life, and and the sister was horrified for what happened and yeah. and all that. And and you know, and they just have a normal sibling squabblings, like like uh, why aren't you coming to my son's kid, you know party, whatever. Mm-hmm. But but the, the the person that quote unquote is the person you're going to marry, and he's like looking at her like you're insane and all this, which is probably true. If if you know, because who's going to believe a demon, you know, unless she explains it all and like she did to the cop, then he would, you would think he would have just been more sympathetic. I don't know. It, it just made me think that he was, I don't even know why he was there because he, I, I honestly, when he brought the therapist over, even though it was the right thing to do, even though it backfired, it still felt more like he was doing it for himself rather than for her. In other words, yeah, I want, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, so absolutely. And it showed how their how weak their relationship is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what me and Mike were saying at the beginning. It seems like the only thing in common was that they like the sex, and that's, that was about it. Well, but again, we don't get much development. I don't yeah. blame him at all for calling in the shrink. Yeah. No, that was no, so, no. Not, it, it was the right, smart thing to do. Absolutely. Dead cat in a box. Yeah, that's going to lead to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because because when you kill a uh, innocent animal th- there's definitely something wrong it, no, even if it's schizophrenic or if it's sociopath there's something wrong and and so yeah you have to do something you know yeah. and, and it's not just a random cat too it wasn't like, like it was you know it's, it's your family cat that she loves you know i mean the way you know she was always concerned about the cat but throughout the it was like a Chekhov's cat right from the beginning so so yeah yeah that that's you have to bring someone in it there's, there's a problem yeah, actually, even her. I mean, well, no, you know what? I was about to say, even her. When she she found out if the cat was dead, you think she would go for help? But again, she already knows the the reason it all happened, and it's because of the demon. It has nothing to do with her of it going nuts. It's the demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it makes her look even more unstable because she keeps on saying it's not me. Yeah, right. And and, right. and if you don't believe demons, then yeah, you're gonna say, okay, this this woman's gone. I did enjoy well, how, uh, like, at the, the one jump scare at the beginning, she dropped her glass and it shattered on the floor. And there's, there's another jump scare, like, ten minutes later, and she does the same thing. And the husband, or the fiancé, just comes in and goes, you you another glass? Another glass? <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Well, th- those were some creepy moments where you see, like, the outline of someone that, you know, mm-hmm. it, yeah. th- that was those were those were pretty pretty impressive. The, the jump scare that just made me mad though uh, was when the, they did oh, a yeah. a slam Computer scene, right? crossing the street in a, in a car honking oh, at her. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just like, "Fuck you!" That was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. I, also, I didn't I didn't like the one where she was on the computer doing her research for you know like all movies nowadays you you search about the past uh, haunting through the internet and and then the creature goes boo or whatever next to her mm. that one that one kind of bothered me that one's like yeah that was not, not necessary yeah um, but yeah the cross the street one too that that was weird too but but that did show the blackout right yeah yeah so um but but yeah there, there was a there was a a good many jump scares no doubt about it no doubt about it I didn't some, hate all of them, but some of them worked good. But yeah, some of them were you good. know dial it back by twenty five percent. But even but even the one crossing the street, huh? I, I don't. But even that one, I didn't have much of a problem with. 
Yeah, okay. Because at that point, I mean, if you've ever been like... If you like, like slam oh, cuts for no reason, then go at it. Well, I'm just saying because if you've ever been in that point where you are you have not slept black for a outs. while... And you have blackouts um, from the demon. Yeah, things sometimes... You, you, <laughs> I've sometimes had those every day. Very obvious things, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know a demon was following you, Barrett. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they're following all of us, believe me. Um, but you know, or next time you're at work, Barrett, on a on a video conference with Phil, you just have to put a creepy smile on your face. <laughs> there you we go. We don't go into yeah. video conferences, fortunately. We just get on the on the mic. Yeah, oh, thank God. Okay, thank God. Uh, but um, but yeah, I, I can see both Mike's perspective and your perspective, Eric. Which is okay. It, it is a slam cut, but again, it's it's like me and Mike were saying. It's also she's the sleep. Uh, problem and the blackouts that was a, a pretty good way to just sh- to show that i felt too so yeah i just i think uh that particular type of jump scare is unearned and it pisses me off that's all fair enough and yeah and and as barrett said earlier your opinion is not wrong <laughs> very right uh, you're damn right <laughs> opinions are like bleeps. assholes yeah. that's right everybody's got one Indeed, indeed. Um, I have more than one. <laughs> you tell us. You sound surprised either way. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, let's see. What else do we want to discuss? Um, for I'll tell you one thing. Uh, her boss was pretty forgiven boss. Good dude. I like that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if anything, he was full concern and work less, you know, I mean, that's the best boss ever. And then when he thought she was a danger to herself, he called the police and yeah, yeah. I mean, he was doing all the right things. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And of course the poor boyfriend is the the slob that has to go out and find her and he gets killed or he will be killed (laughs) um, or he will suicide or whatever. But um, yeah, he he did all the the opportunity for the demon to disappear. That is true. He's the villain. He's the true villain. <laughs> no, he did, I think he was he was really good in his role, and I particularly liked his uh, the way he he did the reaction uh, when she had, when she's talking to him towards the end, and she has the hallucination and, and, and freaks out just just his complete and under utter what the fuck is going on reaction was awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, and at that point too, he says, you shouldn't even be here because you know, this is after the cat incident and uh-huh. they know now that she is supposed to be getting help, not just taking time away from work. And, yeah. and, and, and she's lucky she didn't get fired after f- freaking out at, at that patient. That was the reason why they asked her to <laughs> right. take some time off, you know, because they didn't even, they didn't even punish her. They just said, you know, you just take time off. You, you know him. He's, he's never been a violent person, you know, but again, <laughs> It was probably probably it wasn't him though, right? It was the demon was hallucinating and through him, and and then she flipped out and attacked the guy, you mm-hmm. know, it, because the demon kept on saying, "You're gonna die, you're gonna die, you're gonna die," and it was the demon. But she, yeah, she pointed out it was the the patient, and then fucked up her job. <laughs> right. Well, because he was saying point, that before the demon was around, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. At that point, who's to know what happened, right? So you have a doctor, you have a patient. Yep. Um, we we saw what she saw, so we don't yep. think that her reaction is complete. I mean, I felt terrible for the poor bastard. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. Um, well, and and the, and her boss already knows that she just saw a patient suicide in front of her 
like the day before and she's been working ridiculous hours to the point that that's it doesn't make sense because it's unhealthy mm-hmm. yeah she could be hallucinating <laughs> yeah and, and that's what she, he believed right that's what her boss exactly. believed exactly yeah, he's like you know him he's misunderstood not <laughs> yeah he's never been violent you know on and on um sorry to inter- it, uh interject over you mike you were you were saying some stuff and and then i kind of interjected well i'm just saying that no there's 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 nothing reason no reason to, to suspect that she was really in the wrong there um, yeah, that's fair. or, or that's to fair. know what actually happened yeah. i mean now we i mean we do because we know the inside story but then and there at the time and then when she went back to him later she was just trying to apologize to the guy but you know because right. because of him that you know he's got a nightstick shoved up to his rectum or something and so uh you know you understand why he reacted the way he reacted yeah but eh, that's okay she's dead now she is she is she's dead now (laughs) she got what was coming to her that's oh yeah shouldn't have put that cat in a box Dude, that right, right, exactly. That's right. She she deserved it because of what she did to she the did. kid. Yep. She did. But but that was yes, it's not her fault. I know, I know. We're just sure. That's what everybody says. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that on the internet today. Um, but but um, honestly, though, that her death. Oh my god, that was awesome. Like gasoline. It's like no way. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not anything original, but it's like still is like, oh, my God, that's awesome. That's the way it's happening. Well, and I really yeah. like that she thought she was free and she walked out of that house and she wasn't free. And she was actually still in the dream. I thought that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because then then she goes to the boyfriend or the ex-boyfriend's house and then the ex-boyfriend is the demon. And that's when she's like when, when she finally, I think, is going to snap because she now knows that it didn't work. And that's what Mike was talking about. It's once, once the ex-boyfriend turned into the demon and then she's outside back in front of the house because it was all a hallucination. I think that was it. And at that point, I don't know. Why did she go into the house? I would have just left at that point. So that didn't work. So I might as well go elsewhere. Well, I think at this point, you know, you're screwed because nothing can be real and or everything. And at that point, you don't know what to believe anymore. And so then you're you're truly broken. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and as we've seen with 19 people before her, um, these people go within five you know three to seven days and even the people that the guy that survived that she sees in jail when he finds out her who she truly is he literally snaps so he, he's still damaged big time too well and he's not but, free like he's he's trapped in prison so his right. solution isn't much better than the solution i mean would you rather be dead or in prison for the rest of your life you know i mean who knows right, right. i don't know well, which is well and, and and Pussy, Pussy's a murderer. He knows he murdered an innocent per- person just to get out of the demon, which, yeah, you know, so yeah, so that's <laughs> guilt there, too. So, yeah, so he's all messed up, you know. And then when she says the demon's following her, I can see why he says, get her, get the hell away from me. Yeah, I have enough yeah, of that. Reasonable reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Very. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and then and then when she goes and visits the 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 college professor Nunez or whatever the hell Munez or whatever his name was um he 
uh, the the wife flips out when she she finds out that yeah, right, she's not right. a reporter. Yeah, that that was good. The, oh yeah, that was one thing I didn't buy out of the whole film that pissed me off was when she types in the professor's name in Google. She they don't have her have to press a special button to get the little tilde over the end. And I says, "Oh my God, Phil!" That pissed me off, dude. Well, well, it's a legit thought. Get some real priorities in life, Jesus Christ. Well, here's the thing that I that was. <laughs> here's sense. one of the things that didn't make sense to me. How how did her ex boyfriend not know about the professor being linked? Because that girl had that killed herself. They would have looked into her a little bit. Yeah. And they would have known that, but he he knew nothing about that guy. Might not have been yeah. his case. Well, well, yeah, right, and and. They were, what, but it happened what they, in they, such close proximity to her. I think that they would have found that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, it, they weren't related, as in uh, the same crime scene. But it was when she asked her ex-boyfriend to look at incidences, and that's when it came up. So a non-criminal incident or something. But and I think that, that when they looked into right. it, they would have yeah, found you, something about that because she had just yeah. talked to the police about that guy killing himself. Yeah, you would probably think that they could have just typed in in their police computer the, a person's name and all the stuff that's related to that person, whether it's criminal or just to come in to speak or right. as a witness, you know, what would have would have popped up. So that's a fair point, Barrett. Still yeah, not as bad as the honestly, tilde. how many suicide investigations are there? Sounds like well, they have a lot. <laughs> yeah, especially suicides that everybody, uh, uh, you know, that are in public, not, you know, when they just find a body with a note. You know, mm-hmm. if, if it's done in public and you see it on, on camera, you know, the case is pretty much closed, right? You know? Right. Yeah. So even if they did interview that woman, it's like when, when you find – a dead body is your first reaction going to be, ah, oh, I wonder if this is related to that other suicide. <laughs> right, no, right. I just think well, you would now it, it probably would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, my fault, my fault with the film was the tilde. That was, that bothered me. You are a but, very, very strange man. Uh, so, yeah. Just little things like that bother me for some reason. <laughs> So, because she's typing in dinner with her wife again. Yeah, I gotta talk to her. This is really upsetting me. I, I, I may have to get a divorce. <laughs> oh, it's nothing that I haven't said to your face, Phil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for her to not support me. <laughs> She she supported the reality of your weirdness. Wonderful. (laughs) 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 Um. Anyway, Uh, he's just mad and he doesn't want to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, so what else do we want to talk about? Anything else that, that we haven't, we missed? Um, oh, I did. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do have to say the professor's room and, and it made sense that it wasn't messed up. That the woman didn't 
go in. I hear some weird noises. Just a heads up. Um, that the woman didn't didn't do like remove all the stuff and things. Um, mm-hmm. But but her reaction when she found out um, did surprise me at first because I thought she was going to say be happy that oh my god my, someone else has seen the same. But she just looked mm-hmm. at. You know, because her husband was never crazy before that, right? So, it. it well, also remember, she he hasn't been dead for years. He's been dead for like two weeks. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This Literally, is, this is still weeks. really fresh. Yeah, um, yeah. So she doesn't want to hear about demons and all that shit. Yeah, that's a fair point. I did think it, the drawings that he made were sufficiently creepy. That was pretty cool. They were. They were. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. This film literally t- takes place in, in like three days or, or five days. You know, I mean, yeah, I think and all the crimes... fourth day, and then it's yeah. maybe one or two days after that 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 everything ends. Right, and all the crimes they're looking into are literally only uh, four days before uh, her patient's suicide, uh, eight days before her patient's suicide, and then twelve days before. So yeah, we're, we're talking. Everything is recent. So, well, and the thing, the poor, the poor bastard ex-boyfriend, uh, yeah, she never told him what she found out when she visited the guy in prison, so he's just right. fucked. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. Oh, and, and you you notice they, they get that loophole, so we don't have to ask that question later, which is, well, he could just go back to that guy in the, in the jail and ask what what they talked about, but you remember the the guard says, you know, this is the only time I can ever let you get in here. I won't be able to get you guys back in here. Uh-huh. So, yep. so yeah, you're right. He's doomed. <laughs> He's never going to be able to get those answers from from the the prisoner. Yeah. Poor bastard. Yeah, that's that's a poor bastard. All right. Damn. Oh, the you know what we didn't mention? Never start talking to an ex again. That is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now what we what we were saying, saying Mike? We we forgot we forgot the the, the check off for this for this film. The cat. No, it? not Chekhov's cat. Right. Chekhov's decrepit family home. Oh my God, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. they introduce yeah. it during dinner, yeah. and it's dropped. Yeah. Until it comes back around again at the end. Yeah, it came literally at the beginning of the film, and it comes back at the end of the film. I got to say, at least, even though it was in the middle of nowhere, which made no sense, because because if you look at the house, the house was a typical uh, ranch that you would see in any suburban neighborhood, uh, even the insides. And I like that. It wasn't you know some ancient crappy house that or cabin or something like that that is real generic, but the thing that was weird about it was that it was out in the middle of nowhere. It, that didn't make any sense. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that was the setup to uh, check off house because it wanted us to have the show off at the end in a remote location, I think. Yep. Um, what else? What else? Um, I think Barbarian did it better because Barbarian, it was in the middle of a neighborhood, but the neighborhood was abandoned. I don't think yeah. it really matters. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Well, I also think Barbarian was just generally a better film, but that's that's not a mark against this one. Right. 
Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I, I may have liked this, of those statements. I may have liked this one better because I didn't like the last act of Barbarian. If the Barbarian had a better last act, I would definitely agree. But something about that last act. Strange man film. Well, th- that movie <laughs> changed tone. It's, it it's changed, a documentary. It changed tone at the very end. It kind of bothered me. It this one was like five different times. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. This this one was consistent throughout. I felt that's all, and it was good. I enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. It was it was scary too. Um, even Barbarian was too. Barbarian was was really good and scary as well. Um, let's see. Anything else? Anybody want to bring up? I said everything I brought. All right. What about yourself, Barrett? Anything more? Nope. That is it for me. All right. What about you, Mike? Any anything more that on your list? Uh, no, I'm good. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so we do have a little time for uh, discussing uh, what we've been watched, watching and news and such. Uh, one of the big news items uh, is an actress that uh, has done all sorts of genre, including horror. Uh, Angela Lansbury, who uh, passed away uh, at the age of 96, I think it was, um, or 94. Something like that. What's that? She was old. Yeah, yeah, she did. She did quite well. She did quite well. I she had a long like career, from the age of eighteen to to now, basically. Um, so she passed and, away. And, and her first film, Phil, Gaslight. That's right. And she looked the same. She never looked. She never <laughs> aged. She was the same person. She, she looked was. like she was 65 from 18 to 96. <laughs> exactly. It's so true. Dude, that's the reason why. So that's the reason why at the age of like 40 and only five years older than Lawrence Harvey, she played his mother in Manchurian Candidate. Right. I mean, and she thought it was funny as hell because she knew it. She's just, she goes, you know, that's just me, man. I just, I just look a certain age and no matter what. Um, and she was awesome in that film. Oh my God, that was a fucking great film. A possible, a possible cinema a la carte. As a matter of fact. Um, but yeah, um, so she passed. So uh, rest in peace. Uh, she will be missed. Um, so let's go around uh, and discuss. So, um, Eric, uh, do you have any other news or items that are of interest that people may be interested that would listen to this podcast, such as movies or shows or video games or books? I mean, or... I've been watching a couple of things. Um, I watched, interestingly enough, I was not planning on watching this movie because uh, the premise sounded ridiculous to me. <laughs> but I heard enough people say good things about it that I decided to give it a shot. Um and that's the movie called Fall. Um, so, yeah, I checked it out and it ended up being a lot better than I thought it could be. Um, so, yeah, yeah. If, uh, if you're into one location uh, thrillers um, with a couple of people stuck in a bad situation, uh, just talking to each other and trying to figure out how to get out of it. That's what the, the movie is. Uh, if it sounds like your thing, check it out. Fall. Uh, uh, Eric, Eric I have a question for you. There. Um, yeah. uh, so it's now rental because I've been trying to. I, I almost bought it for tw- the twenty bucks a few times, but I kept on saying oh, I can't. I I did buy it because they had some behind the scenes stuff that I wanted to watch. So I I, I don't know if it's rental. It is. Yet. It is. I was looking at that earlier today. It looked it yeah. looked like on Prime anyway that there was a rental. Now 
Now I've Behind seen the scenes the, stuff is pretty interesting just for whatever that's worth. Fair enough. I, I've seen the trailer and it looks awesome to me. And so would this be something because I, 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 I kind of recommended it once to Mike as a possible episode of dark discussions. What's your thoughts? I mean, if everybody else is into it, good. There's, good. there's not a whole lot to discuss though. It's two people stuck on a tower. So sure, it sure. might not but, be the most interesting thing. But but it's good enough that that it would be okay. I mean, the movie's it's, the movie's well done. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Is it, is it called the fall or fall? Just fall. Okay, fair I enough. Under, I was looking up just watch and I got a lot of things under the fall. Because I mean, yeah. <laughs> if we did yeah. an episode on it, it would just be like remember then when they were up there talking to each other, and then they well, kept talking to each other. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm sure no. we we. We get some 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 good stuff about it, but uh, it's a film I want to watch for sure. <laughs> well, I'm anyway, not okay. you from watching the movie. I'm just saying I don't yeah. think it would be a great choice for a podcast episode. Right, but, but you would be okay with it, though, is what you're saying. I would, yeah, that, that wouldn't fight it if everybody else is into it. Fair enough. So if we just right. watch, it's only coming up as twenty dollars to rent. Yes, to it's buy. still it's still purchase only then. Twenty dollars yeah. to buy. Yeah, it's still purchase only, which is fine. Eric said it has some good good. Uh, extra, so maybe I'll take it, check it out. Yeah, it, it turns out uh, that was a. Uh, I mean, they they didn't actually go up a two thousand foot tower, but they did build the top one hundred feet of the tower uh, near a two thousand foot cliff. <laughs> so the actresses did most of their own stuff, um, and most of the shots that you see of them uh, way high above ground were actually done practically because they just angled the camera where you can't see the edge of the cliff. Right, gotcha. so like Harold Lloyd, right? It wasn't Harold Lloyd, or was it mm-hmm. with the the clock? Mm-hmm. Uh, very famous. Good stuff. Silent film, but yes, yes. Uh, and then the other thing I've been watching is uh, I've been slowly but surely making my way through um, the new Dahmer series on Netflix. Yep. Um, and I have conflicted feelings on it because uh, on one hand, way too long. <laughs> Should not have been 10 episodes. Um, But on the other hand, uh, really well done uh, with fantastic acting. Um, And I think it does a fairly good job of telling the story without glamorizing the serial killer, uh, which is a big issue a lot of people have with things like that. Um, So if you can... If you think you can handle 10 hours of Jeffrey Dahmer, check it out. All right. Anything else, Eric? That's it for me. All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I've, I've watched about four episodes of the Dahmer series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 as you said, well, very well done. Uh, acting, every, everything about it is, is well done. Uh, it is very slow, though. And a scene that you would think would take maybe five minutes in a regular movie. They extend it to 20, 30 minutes, 40 minutes at points and it can get tiresome. I feel. Um, Yeah. 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 So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So we're on the same page. Um, So it's good stuff. Just too much of it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There you go. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And, and it is, is 
gross. Um, the whole well, like, it's very disturbing. It's Jeffrey Dahmer, so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's ten hours of it instead of just a two-hour movie or mm-hmm. a one-hour documentary about him. Yeah, there's so, some uh, unpleasantries <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. everything too. Uh, not just the murders and and stuff, but just the uh, the behaviors are just just really outside of my wheelhouse you know it's just like well and and, and for me one of the most interesting aspects of of uh, the way they're telling this story is that it seems that uh in addition to nobody else understanding why he did these things i don't it seems like he really doesn't understand himself why he's doing these things uh and that to me is the the most interesting angle on it yeah indeed indeed um, also, uh, I went to, uh, IMAX to see the re-release of Avatar. Uh, I brought oh, my cool. two kids. Yeah. Yeah. I brought my, my youngest and, and, uh, they love the film and are excited to see the one that's coming out part two in December. Um, I remember seeing it back when it first came out 13 years ago or whatever it was. And, um, just thought it was okay because you know I, I had heard all the hype and then when I saw it, it was yeah it was pretty good but you know whatever but then when I rewatched it now as a rewatch years later um, it's a phenomenal film it's really good I I enjoyed myself a whole lot um, I would have probably had if this was a film that came out this year I would probably have it as as one of the best films I saw this year um, so my original experience 13 or 14 years ago uh was completely different than it was this time um and and my 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 girls loved it too and they had a fun time and it was awesome to see it again on 3d that'd be be for kids yeah yeah exactly uh so i did that and then i watched uh the finale of she-hulk uh before this episode with my two daughters uh and we'll talk about that on the she-hulk podcast uh, called She-Hulk, Avenger of the Law, the podcast, uh, which is part of this network. Um, and I've been following House of the Dragon for A Decimation of Dragons, the podcast that we're doing also on this network. Um, and what else have I watched? Uh, that's about it. I haven't, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't watched any more TV or video games or, or, or movies, really, besides those those items. So, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, oh! Actually, I did see that uh, the Watcher, Eric Watcher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I watched that, and um, uh, I think we had a text exchange about that. Yeah, yeah, we had a text yeah. exchange, and uh, it was really good. Um, but the the issue that Eric had with the film uh, that otherwise he felt was good uh is a va- very valid point so uh after he t- explained it to me i was like oh yeah yeah that's a really good point uh but when i watched it i i enjoyed it and um i recommended it to my wife and she and she watched it too and she thought it was pretty good um and that was free on shutter if you subscribe to shutter oh is it on shutter now cool yeah yeah it's on shutter now so you can go check it out there um and that's pretty much it yeah that's all i got so uh let's go with you barrett um so i saw terrifier 2 one of the very limited showings in richmond and i loved it a lot it sounds like i liked it a little more than mike um i if you get the chance see it in the theater otherwise watch it when it comes to streaming um i've also been watching the same shows as phil um the 
She-Hulk and the House of House of the Dragon. Um, and I also started watching uh, Midnight Mass on Netflix. Oh yes, and that's that's pretty good too. Um, about halfway through that. Is that that Mike Flanagan show? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. Have you gotten to the end of episode five yet? No, I think that. The last one I watched, I'm not sure what number it was because I just watch them one after another. Um, uh, the the priest, you see what happens to him over in overseas. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're about to have one of the best moments in TV history. Oh, cool. All right, anything else, Brett? No, nope, that's pretty much it. All right, let's go for you, Mike. Uh, I don't remember when we did this last. It feels like it's been a while. Um. In in, in, uh, in anticipation of an episode, this feels familiar. Uh, I had seen Pearl in theater. Oh was the, yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> which, I saw that too. Which was the sequel to oh, X. Yeah. There's another movie I saw in theater. It's in anticipation of doing an episode, and uh, yeah, so probably we'll end up doing it again uh, when it comes out on on home video. Uh, as a sequel to X, I will say it's it's highly recommended. It, you do not have to have seen X. Or sorry, prequel to X. You do not have to have seen X for you to enjoy this. And Mia Goth gives a fantastic performance in this film. Yes, um, I, will, I will. I will back Michael up on that statement. This is an award-worthy performance. Yeah, literally, it's this is one of those movies that she will not get the recognition she deserves because it's a horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, if you missed it in theaters, catch it soon. Uh, as Barrett said, I did see Terrifier two. I liked it a lot more than the first film. Uh, and I like things about the first film, but it had two things to offer, a character and kills, and that was pretty much it. Uh, but I remember when we were at Scaricon and I got to host the um, independent filmmakers panel, and the director was there, and he said, right after it was right after the announcement for Terrifier 2, and someone asked him about it, and he just voluntarily shouted out to the audience, you know, this time it will have a story. <laughs> uh and it does. It really does. And what I like about it, not only does it kind of build on the mythology, it, it does in a way it was sort of like, reminded me of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. And it builds on the mythology, sets up stuff to, to, to follow up on in a sequel, and gives him an, uh, an antagonist uh, to deal with. So, of Arthur Clown, I get, get some so I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, and and then you do have all that Arthur Clowny goodness. Only drawback, I think, it's is a minor one, and that it is a uh, between if I sat through the entire thing, so between the trailers at the beginning and the post credit interview between uh, the director and the star, uh, I think I was in the theater for about three hours. The movie itself is over two hours long. Um, yeah, I, was I was in there bored. from I was in there from 1010 till 1 a.m. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, I was from I was from eight to almost 11. Um uh, so, like I said, it's. I, but I still enjoy the film. I wasn't ever bored by it. Uh, but for, if long movies are a problem, that might be a problem. But that's like the only real criticism I would have. And I know Phil is just going to love the uh, the female lead. <laughs> no, really? She gets oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. She she's basically one of your t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, she is at, at one point in the yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, that's the cleavage part you were telling me offline, Barrett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Because I asked him. I asked him. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yes. I also saw shirts. the. I, 
I also saw the Avatar remake, uh, not remake, re-release. I liked it a lot, and man, I I don't know where where Cameron is now. It has been 15 years since he directed something, right? Um, but he is still a world class filmmaker, or was then. And while the story is absolutely cliche riddled, um, you can see, you know, I was curious to go back. It's like, okay, well, Avatar was the first 3D movie in a long time since, like, you know, Jaws 3D in theaters. Uh, And maybe it was the novelty of it, you know, because and the novelty of 3D wore out. You don't see a whole lot of 3D movies anymore, and or at least they don't make a big deal of it. It's like, no, no, what worked about that was that Jim Cameron made it and he plotted out every scene to make use of the 3D. And, and you know, it, I, unlike every other 3D movie I see where I get used to it after about 20 minutes or so and don't even notice it anymore, uh, he really utilizes it to great effect, especially in terms of use of depth uh, and yeah, always placing I'm, things in there. I'm just going to chime in real quick, Mike, because I've stated more than once on this podcast that 3D really doesn't uh, work on me very well. Um, so I tend to not get enthusiastic about 3D movies, but that one was the exception. Uh, that particular 3D worked better on me than most. Uh, and what you just said was, yes, um, rather than focusing on popping things out at you from the screen, um, he used it to add depth to what you're seeing. And I thought it worked really well. Right, to, yeah, to literally would... immerse you into the, into the, the set. I want to interject that every 3D I've seen since pales in comparison. I mean, yeah. they're yes. they're just not as good as that one was. It's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah. And so my, I'll keep my fingers crossed and hope that he's a, a director that, like Scorsese and Spielberg, doesn't lose his edge as he as he goes along. Doesn't lose his his his, his knack. And uh, I'm, I'm keep my fingers crossed for the sequel. And he, man, he the pacing is great. There's a lot cool. of action, but none of the action scenes go on and on and on for too long, which is always a problem with modern action films. It, it uh, actually so, feels yeah. short. I mean, you know, even yeah, though it for, is a for, two, for, for a two and a half hour film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. And of course, we went to see Smile uh, on a downer. I will say I saw Don't Worry, Darling. And it's one of those. <laughs> no, I'm sorry to hear that. things about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing. While I'm watching it, I enjoyed it. It visually is great. Performances are mostly fine. Uh, I the the I thought the music was great. Um, now, you walk into it and you go, "Oh, Stepford Wives, right? Yeah, okay." Mm-hmm. And then uh, a couple of other cliches kind of jump out at you over the course of the film, uh, which I won't spoil for anyone's interested in. Uh, but I didn't necessarily mind it because I think it was kind of well told but it's one of these things that you know i'll immerse myself in the film and i'll I'll like just kind of roll with it most of the time uh unless it's a very slow film that really gives you time to think uh and then it ends i said okay the ending wasn't great i i enjoyed that i like because i like the performances and i like the music and i like the direct i like the like the cinematography and the sets are really good and then and, uh, oh, wait a minute, hold on. remember that, like, how the town would shake? They, yeah, they never really explained that. No, no, they didn't really explain that. You know, it's like, and you just start going through all these things, and you're like, yeah, that, that, yeah, wait, they didn't explain that either. That didn't make any sense either. No, did it? No. It's like, no, no, that didn't, that also, that also really didn't make any sense. And you just kind of start knocking things down in your head, right? And 
and, and it just, suddenly the, the movie just falls apart. Yeah. Um, I would say I, and, and I know some people like said this got critically savaged because of behind the scenes stuff, which I, I have uh, even the, the reviews that it didn't, it didn't really get good reviews anyway. Well, but. that's what I'm saying. But some people said that the review, that, that the reviews were a reflection of the behind the scenes drama. And, and oh, I, typical and, critics, you know, uh, judging something that rather than the film itself. But go right. ahead. But I heard of the drama, but I don't give a shit about these people, <laughs> so I didn't right. read anything about it. Right. Um, so you're just looking at it as as a film, and you're just saying it was right. Which is what which was what critics should be doing. Yes. And right. and, and in fairness, no, there, there really is. It just it just falls. Over. I mean, it is a Stepford Wives story. I, if you have a he- if you have a pulse and any kind of memory of anything lasting more than fifteen minutes, you can spot this as a Stepford Wives story a mile away. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I don't, I'm not. I can't imagine I'm spoiling it for you. And if I'm spoiling it for you, you you deserve it. But um, oh, you just have to look at the a, trailer and and you it's can a, tell it's a, it's a rip it's off. A, it's a, exactly it's watching a trailers still. Well, well, I watched, the only time I watched it was was in front of bodies, bodies, bodies. Take your card away, but uh, <laughs> it's all because of bodies. But it's a, it's a. So there's a story, and it's a story that is of like what are, about insecure men having trouble with powerful women, and I understand that that still has relevance, and I don't necessarily mind that as a story. We see this. That's what the overarching plot of She Hulk has been. Um. But these are men who are insecure about powerful women, and yet the director thought that it would be good to, when they have a sex scene, it's all about the men pleasuring the women and making sure the women get off because she thought it would be unique to have, because there's not enough movies where it's the sex from the woman's point of view. It's like, so your idea is these men who are oppressing women by giving them orgasms. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's usually considered a good thing by women. Yeah, I mean, it's like... <laughs> I'll make you come. Well, well, right. I mean, that's like... I understand like what she... And I do get where she's coming from. I'm not disagreeing with her point. It's just like... You, you couldn't have said that for a movie where the point isn't about the guys not... Being dinks. Right. Being dinks. Yeah. Right? These guys are such assholes, they make sure the woman gets off and don't worry about their own pleasure. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that does make sense, yeah. Yeah. That's a mistake. Anything else, Mike? Uh, we but, are, but, I, but I think just that's a good example that sort of the, the weird tone deafness yeah. of the film. Yeah, I, I think that that's about it. Um, yeah, nothing else springs to mind that's worth my. Oh, I, I just bought. I don't, I'll recommend it again because I just paid for it. I got an offer from Voodoo to buy uh, Bullet Train for ten dollars, and that has a commentary. That's track Brad Pitt, on the right? Feature. With Brad Pitt, it is a fun film. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, it is out on streaming. It'll be out next week, I think, on DVD. A dark discussion. 4K. And it's not a dark film, really. It's a okay. fun film. It's uh, a great film. It looks great. silly and stupid. Very, very fun film. Oh, you, you've seen it too, Bert? Oh, yeah. It, I saw it in theater. It was great. But it's it's certainly worth watching. I would have to see it again to, 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 because it's very, you'll agree, like it comes very fast. And it's hard to process <laughs> a said. lot. Uh, so I would need to watch it again before <laughs> I thought true. about whether there's much of a, an episode. That's what she it. said. <laughs> but, well, certainly it's what she said, and don't worry, darling. 
Now, now, Mike, where did you say you got it offered for ten bucks? Was Voodoo. Voodoo. Okay. That's, that's like that's like Walmart's. Uh, yeah, they, right. I, I do. I have an account there, so I might get that. Well, <laughs> I, it's price. well because it was it was like on the there's like the the bell notification, which is where they send you like, hey, here's an offer for you. So I yeah. have no idea like if it's like to me particularly. Yeah. Yeah, or if it's for everybody, but I can tell you they also have offered me three dollar deals on movies I already own, so I don't think that's being particularly well tailored towards me. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure, sure. Hey, yeah. you could buy this movie you already own and again it, for just three dollars. Anything else? I love. <laughs> you gonna say something? Or? I was just gonna say I love it when uh, when Apple recommends me movies that I've already watched on their service. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, to me the the classic example for that to me is I go like my printer dies, so I go on Amazon searching for a printer. I buy a printer from Amazon, and I start getting all these ads from Amazon to buy a printer. It's like, yeah, okay, just I just bought, bought a idiots. printer. No, yeah, just like ink, paper, you know, no. uh, toner, yep. cartridge, drum. Any all right, of those we, 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 could, we, but yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So it's uh, two hours and five minutes, so uh, we should probably start wrapping up. Uh, but uh, I did just get. An autographed CD of Taylor Swift now. Nobody cares, Phil. Nobody. Only 19 bucks. Nobody. What? Nobody. Nobody. What Mike was talking about. Well, well it's just, you know. I yeah, mean, nobody cares. All right, fair enough. All of us on this podcast wish you would never mention Taylor Swift ever again. Well, I, would go, I would go that far. I would. But. Fuck Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. So sick of hearing about her. Oh, my God. The hatred. Yes. All right. Um, so, um, Mike, uh, me, you, and Eric uh, sometimes do another podcast. Yes, we do. Did Barry uh, get to talk about what he's been watching? Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. He mentioned terrible. We forgot you wanted you once. I just didn't want to do it twice. No, I totally appreciate that. <laughs> this, uh, uh, Barrett, this time Eric forgot you because he, he didn't pay attention. <laughs> Well, it's uh, your fault, Phil, because you got me all upset by mentioning Taylor Swift. She's awesome. <laughs> um, now, uh, Mike, what's that podcast that me, you, and Eric sometimes do uh, when when we're done? Some the of these rumor other is that there's a podcast out there called Cinema a la Carte, in which three hosts it's of the Dark podcast take turns choosing films that are not genre specific or not horror specific. Uh, but right now, it exists only in legend. If you search for it, you may find it. Maybe it will reappear again one day. I don't, <laughs> but believe, it is I don't believe you. For I don't those believe who you. like to search, it, it'll be coming soon because uh, I don't the, you. you're going to start another television podcast. <laughs> the, the, uh, no, not not probably until next year. Well, it depends on what comes out. But all right, very good. So people should uh, look out for cinema a la carte. Um, Barrett, myself, and you with uh, rotating co-hosts uh, sometimes do a, another podcast that'll be coming back shortly too. Yeah, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Um, we recently did an interview episode. We still need to do the movie. Um, and we do have some other plans for other things that we're going to do on there. Indeed, indeed. And uh, Mike, me, you, Barrett, Kevin Letts, and Sean Fox do a podcast about a television series on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that is the aforementioned She-Hulk Avenger of the Law, which just had its finale aired today, as a matter of fact, its, its season finale, uh, which, unfortunately, I went longer than most of the other episodes, so I 
just missed the ending of it when the podcast started. But I will say for any fans of the original uh, Hulk TV Comic show. Uh, oh, yeah, Hulk TV, yeah, the Hulk right. the You would get a kick, at the very least, get a kick out of the opening of this final episode. Uh, but yeah, I've enjoyed it. It had nothing to do with the whole rest of the, the episode, too. It was just It weird. doesn't it matter. Just, it was still, yeah. but it was still just. It was fun. awesome. Don't, yeah. don't ruin it for me. Yeah. Not. <laughs> but anyway, continue, Mike. Uh, I think, yeah, so like I said, so we were just wrapping up that series, and then we're actually going to be doing a follow up episode that has nothing at all to do with She Hulk, but since we're already kind of in the groove and it's a Marvel property, we're going to be doing. Uh, uh, Werewolf by Night as one last episode before we can finally put this podcast to bed. Uh, and that'll probably Until be season two. Until, Until season, season two. two, if there is a season two. Yeah, well, based off of uh, what they say in this episode, there's, there is, but who knows? Uh, we'll see. Yep. Uh, Barrett, me, you, Mike, and Sean Fox do a podcast on a television series on HBO Max. Yes, we are doing uh, the House of the Dragons show, and the podcast is called uh, Decimation of Dragons, um, and it's, it's a weekly podcast where I think we just finished episode eight. Yes, right? yes we did. Next yes, is the penultimate, and uh, really looking forward to that. We're really enjoying that podcast. Uh, we had a really good discussion this week on the latest episode. Um, you should check it out. Excellent. And let's go around and give our final thoughts on this film here. But before we do that, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy, Dan. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Scantily Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it wherever you got this one. Excellent. And how's Dan doing? He's good. Excellent. All right. So uh, final thoughts on this film here called Smile. I'll go first. Uh, yeah, this is a really good film. I enjoyed it. A whole lot. Uh, it has, you know, some issues here and there and stuff. But, but uh, what what makes a good horror film is is one that scares you. And uh, this one, as Mike mentioned, had some of the feel of uh, um, sinister. Uh, definitely had a lot of the feel of, of it follows. And those both were, were friggin' scary films. And this one kind of did did its job quite well, if you ask me. And that's the reason why I, I like. Uh, good horror films and, and it had a really good story to go with it. So yeah, big thumbs up for me. This is uh, most likely going to be a top 10 horror film of the year for me. I'm not sure exactly where it will fall. It could be a top five. It could be just a top 10, but um, I see it on it. Uh, the top 10, at least for now. And uh, yeah, so I uh, highly recommend. Uh, let's go for you, Eric. Um, I like this movie. Didn't love this movie. Um, I've already talked about what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, it has an outside chance of slipping in my top 20, but probably not my top 10. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's go for you, uh, Mike. You're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. Okie dokie. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me. Uh, no, I like this episode, uh, this episode. I like this film a lot. Um, I think it's been a really solid year for horror. And I've been saying that since the spring when I already was thinking it was a solid year for horror, a uh, lot of, a lot of really strong stuff. And this would probably rate higher on my list if it was a weaker year, 
but it hasn't been. And we're just really getting into the uh, the, the, the run up where a lot of good stuff ends up hitting, too, uh, for the Halloween season. So I definitely recommend seeing it. I recommend seeing it in theater. I recommend seeing the theater with a crowd that's not made up of dinks like in Phil's theater. But, uh, you know, just see it however you can. Um, if you can't make it now, catch it on streaming. But, yeah, definitely a recommend. All right. Sounds good. And Barrett? Yeah, I like this film. I think I like it a little bit more after we talked about it. Um, again, it was overshadowed by Terrifier 2 for me. So it just didn't compare for me. And I saw one the day before. I saw Terrifier 2 the day before. So take that as you will. Um, I might have given it a, a higher review if not for that. Um I thought it was well filmed, well acted, uh, especially by the main actress. Um, it was just, yeah, good movie. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so uh, once again, this is uh, the film called Smile. Uh, came out uh, September the 30th, 2022, uh, which was my father's birthday. Rest in peace. Um, directed by Parker Finn and written by Parker Finn in his debut Motion picture stars Sosie Bacon, which, uh, as Eric noted, is the daughter of Kevin Bacon and Kyra Sedgwick. And the film is still available at theaters. It's dominating uh, the box office, at least for right now. Perfect timing for October release, Halloween month. And it uh, seems like a lot of people, both uh, critics and horror fans and just movie fans in general, are liking it. So with all that stated. Eric, why don't you leave this out? All right. Thanks for tuning in. Let's, let's talk about Smile. Come back next time. We'll have another topic.